0: Hey everyone, Michael Lunger here with another episode of Let's Innovate, a BC Science Fair Foundation podcast where we uncover the passion behind great ideas. And this season, we've been going back to talk to past participants in science fairs to get their perspective on their experience and find out where their passions lie. And today, I am super excited to be joined by Fozan Hussein. Hey Fozan, thanks for coming on the show. Hi Michael, thank you so much for having me. So, Forzan, uh, you are a past Science Fair participant, uh, many projects that you have embarked on in your Science Fair career, but I want to kind of start a few years ago. Now, uh, we are recording this March 14th, uh, 2022, Pi Day, and it's interesting because Pi Day for me 2020 was a significant day because that was our last day that we were open at the space center where i work before things really kind of started to shut down and it was around this time in march 2020 that your story really kind of changed as well because you were in grade 12 also embarking on science fair projects so why don't you take us back to that time march 2020 and tell us what was going on for you at that time for sure yeah so back in march 2020
1: i was a grade 12 student actually just on the brink of graduation. So March 2020, right. I had a couple months left, and then June 2020 would have been the full in-person graduation. However, I did not see COVID mm-hmm. coming, and I don't think much of the world saw <laughs> no, it yeah, being a pandemic either. So I think definitely around, actually around this time, two years ago, um, I remember being like back in school and then just going on spring break. I remember having our initial lockdowns where we had to stay at home and it was an extremely confusing time because we weren't sure if we'd go back to school in person or if we'd be online for the rest of the year or the years to come. It was a really uncertain time. And Mm -hmm. I remember having so many conversations with my family, especially with my mom and my sister who both work in hospitals. And they talked about the shortage of PPE that was available. And I remember like from the corner of my eye seeing my 3D printer and thinking to myself, wow, a 3D printer, my own 3D printer. Maybe I could 3D print some PPE and support those around me. So then I remember I started this mini quest to try and 3D print as many PPE devices for people in my community as I can. Through reaching out to family and friends, I was able to compile a list of people who needed 3D printed PPE devices. And through that, I was able to to work with them to distribute these Mm -hmm. devices to the greater community. In addition, I reached out to my school and they actually um, allowed me to borrow two of their 3D printers. So I was able to create like a mini 3D printing factory at my home and that definitely (laughs) Yeah, that definitely really helped (laughs) in terms of uh, creating even more PPE devices. Uh, In addition to that, I also applied for a grant from the government of Canada and taking it global to 3D print these PPE devices. And I received a $250 grant. And that was used to uh, purchase six uh, 3D printed filaments. And through that, I got to work. And over the course of time... Mm -hmm. I ended up 3D printing over 1545 PPE devices such as face shields, ear savers, door openers, wow. etc. and I distributed to almost I believe 3D organizations across the lower mainland and several individuals. It's truly amazing to see the power of 3D printing. You can go from wow. trying to have an idea to actually creating it yeah. with A couple of steps in between
0: yeah and of course this is now you know fueled you know a lot of momentum got you through you know 2020 and you know now you're a second year engineering student at at Mm. uvic and you know this theme of of helping and seeing issues in society and finding uh, solutions to them. You know, using your three D printer. You know, this is not something new to you because uh, when we look back at your science fair projects, we see examples of where you're finding solutions to people that are struggling in society. Um, whether it's you know prosthetic hands that you're that you're looking into. You're also you know developing solutions to assist people with disabilities. Talk a little bit about this. Process where you're you're seeing people that have needs and where technology and 3D printing can help uh, with those with those problems.
1: I think technology can play a key part in in helping people overcome barriers that they encounter. Uh, for example, for myself, I remember um, seeing like so many students with disabilities at my previous high school struggle to do things that so many of us take for granted, such as like opening a water bottle or even like writing with a pencil mm-hmm. so then i remember like getting in touch with the neil scar society and i worked with them to create and 3d print uh several devices mm-hmm. which th- which i then distributed to um some students with disabilities at my school and it was really cool um seeing the students actually use the devices i think it's it's completely different when you think of an idea and you see that idea in action Because, uh, through, through that, like, I, I became like super happy to see that, like, my, my efforts and thoughts made someone's day and helped them to overcome several challenges
0: that they were encountering yeah wonderful so i'm seeing this really wonderful confluence of you being you know a science-minded individual uh seeing problems looking for solutions looking for ways to be innovative in those solutions but also very empathetic uh in seeing people that are struggling and looking for ways to help so now you know, in your schooling, now that you're obviously well on your way uh, to um, becoming an engineer and also, you know, living with a very empathetic heart, where do you see yourself? Like, where would you love to be involved in? What are some other big issues that you see out there in the world um, that you would love to be able to get involved with?
1: I think some of the big issues that we're encountering right now are issues such as climate change, um, COVID-19, and even biomedical systems. Um, these, I think these are definitely three big topics that I've explored throughout my science fair slash other project career. And, and these are things that I hope to explore more in detail as well. Like even with climate change, we're seeing the yeah. rapid effects of our actions. We're seeing the consequences to our actions. And I think technology can be a key tool that we can use to monitor our usage or monitor our progress as we progress to hopefully greener futures.
0: So 3D printing technology for me when I was in school was very much science fiction. You're bringing um, this technology to science fairs. And when you go to science fairs, you're probably being inspired by other people bringing other technologies as well. What do you think is some of the inspiring things that you're really hopeful and some of the things that you've seen when you've gone to science fairs uh, in your past experience? Because you've been to many of them. I think science fairs overall are very inspiring to go
1: to and even participate in. It's a way I feel like so many youth are able to showcase their passions and learn more about so many important topics, ranging from a variety of things, from engineering to the earth sciences to biology and even health. And seeing so many young kids uh, participate and also attend the science fair as spectators, too, it's is such a cool experience because it's also a new generation of younger kids who are interested in STEM and, and progressing our society with technology and science and engineering and math, which I think are four fundamental concepts in, in progressing our future.
0: Yeah. And there's something that you described because you did a TED Talk around this whole experience of uh, creating PPE for, um, for the health sector. And it was called Youth Quakes. And I'm interested because, you know, eventually you are not going to be a youth, but you're also inspiring the future youth. So what is Youth Quakes for anyone that's never heard that term before? And um, what do you sort of hope the future youths um, are going to quake in the future, if you will?
1: Youthquakes are essentially a term that was kind of coined back in the 1960s and it refers to a movement by youth that has the ability or effect to change the way we perceive our current situation and future. Some that I can list on the top of my head include things like trying to use STEM or STEAM if you will, trying to use STEAM a bit more in the way we create laws or even in companies and technologies trying to change societal norms. So things such as like using your pronouns, for example, when you first introduce yourself, which I think is a very important thing and recognizing that there's so many like different people yeah. out there and to respect one another.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like you're like uh, this process uh, being a youth. Uh, do you think that you will work with youth uh, in your future?
1: Yeah. So I've been involved with several organizations working with youth and young children throughout my time in high school and even a bit into university as well. And I think it's really important to give back to the community and give back to some of the organizations for the opportunities that they've provided you. And definitely now that I'm starting to become a bit older, I have certain experiences and advice that I hope to pass on to the next
0: generation of adults. Thanks so much, Fozan. Uh, we've got a few more rapid-fire questions. Are you game to stick around? I can definitely stick around. All right, first rapid-fire question for you, Fozan. Where do you get your best ideas from? Yes, I think for me, all of my
1: best ideas have come from being more curious about the world around me. Instead of just going along with what someone says or what a textbook or website kind of refers to... I like to explore these concepts more yeah. in depth to gain like a better understanding. And I think through doing more research about a topic, I'm able to learn more about it and find an area of interest to potentially like explore.
0: Oh, great. Uh, next fire, rapid fire question. What piece of media could be a book, a movie or a video mm-hmm. game has had the most influence on you? So I think the book, The Seven
1: Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey has yeah. had a major influence in my life. Uh, So for any listeners who haven't read the book before, to briefly summarize, the author discusses seven key habits which have helped him and those around him to do things more effectively. It discusses critical things such as advice for goal setting, having effective conversations with those around you, and the importance of understanding the existence of different perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's very important to understand that there are so many different perspectives out there and to respect one another. And I'd actually strongly recommend that any of the listeners
0: here today uh, give it a read if they get a chance. Awesome. Uh, Final rapid fire question, uh, Fozon. If you have any advice for future science fair participants, besides going to read uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, uh, what kind of advice would you give?
1: So my advice for future science fair participants is to give science fairs a try and reach out whenever you're in need of help. Um, To me, science fairs have been an amazing opportunity to learn more about so many different topics, meet like-minded people around the world, actually, and even practice my presentation skills. And even though you you may not win an award at your first science fair project, that's perfectly okay. It's all about the experience and giving it your best attempt. Um, In addition, reaching out for help if you get stuck is super important. Uh, Throughout my science fair experiences, I have always had support of some kind, whether that be family, friends, teachers, and even a mentor. So if any of the listeners are interested in meeting with a mentor, the Science Fair Foundation of BC has a mentorship program in which we match students with a mentor who can help guide them through their projects. And, I'm, and I think through reaching out for help and trying your best, I'm sure that future science fair participants will have an amazing first science fair experience.
0: Awesome. Uh, Thank you. That's great advice, uh, Fozon, and great advice for anyone out there. Uh, Mentors are out there. There's also lots of resources that you can check out on our website, sciencefairs.ca. We've got videos, and there's also grant funding available. There's also another Youth Innovation Showcase that's starting up uh, this year, 2022. August 15th is the registration deadline for that. Um, In the late fall, we've also got our fundraising, our sweating for Science Fundraiser uh, that you can get out there, you can exercise and raise some money for those future Science Fair participants. Uh, and all of that information, of course, is on our website, sciencefairs.ca. pozon thank you so much. Congratulations on all of the accolades that you've gotten so far the past couple of years. And good luck uh, with your schooling at the University of Victoria. You're welcome. And thanks again for having me. All right, folks, Uh, thank you uh, for listening to another episode of Let's Innovate. My name is Michael Unger. You can find me on social media at Michael J. Unger on Twitter. Until next time, let's innovate.